Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in world. Here we are. Another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast is upon you. Your host, Gerald, is here with you, of course. And I have a special guest along with me, as I do pretty much every week. I bring another quote-unquote P onto this pod. And we talk about whatever we're getting into in the world of music, movies, TV, pop culture, whatever it happens to be. And this dude's been on the show a few times, and I love when he pops back up. And it tends to be music. And it is again tonight, goddammit. Imran from Jock and Nerd is back on the show, and we have another fun music topic for you. Imran, what's up, man? How are you? What's up? Thanks for having me back on, and thanks for giving me a chance to talk about music. It's like, I love talking about music, and on my shows, I don't generally get an opportunity. So I love going out and coming here and uh, getting to break out of what I got to talk about every week. But talking about music is a lot of fun. Uh, well, I, I love having you on, and it just turns out to be the case almost every time you come on. Yeah, we've done three music ones. We did some movie ones, but a yeah. lot of them remember music. That's my bag. That's cool. Yeah, we did hip-hop. We did Halloween tunes. Yeah, yeah man. So here you are. Why don't you tell the folks, because this is, um, you know, b- before you tell them, <laughs> yeah, you know, this yeah. is kind of a niche topic oh, that we're yeah. doing tonight. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I know you listen to the show, so I don't know if you've heard, but this was kind of born from a friend of mine, Hannah, who does boozy movies. She has her own show. Okay. And she does this TikTok channel. And I've had her on a couple times, and we started doing this thing where, because, <laughs> you know, you, you have to do a show every week, Imran. You got to come up with fresh content oh, every yeah. week. And it's I like, yes. it, it's like, what am I going to do here? I mean, how many genres of, you know, movies are there? I mean, I can only do so many. So we did, We, her and I got together uh, recently, and we did songs with people's names in the uh, titles. Okay, that's a good one, right. yeah. <laughs> and she's going to come back, and we're going to do movies with colors in the titles, like different colors. Colors are great. That's so, <laughs> right. like, sub-niche genre, sub-genre. And uh, we're, music with numbers in the title. So anyway, you get the, get the idea, where we're kind of doing this weird niche topic so what are we doing tonight man because you're on board for one of these kind of niche topics i pitched this to me i was like sure we are doing top five songs with animals in the title which at first yes admittedly a goofy niche like what sure but when i started thinking about it and i started looking it up hot damn are there not several classic amazing songs with animals in the title and again like every time i come on this task got very hard to pick yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I my wife was helping me come up with my list. We were kind of just going through Spotify. I uh, pitched it to you and you were on board and you know, we got we got this together pretty quick. That was about a week ago. Yeah. 
And uh, I started going through with my wife. My wife's Googling stuff and we're looking on Spotify. Next thing you know, my playlist has like 30 songs on it. And I'm yeah, just like, how am I going to narrow this down? These are all great. I have a list of about 32. So what I want to know, I'm, the, I'm always curious because your thing is like top five, whatever. There's no uh, parameters. So that's why it's always fun. <laughs> how did you put your list together? Um. I kept it very basic to the brief, really. I okay. just, if there was a song title that had an animal, uh, some type of animal in the title, yeah, not ne- not necessarily just one word, just you know, an animal mixed in with the title of the sure. song, yep, then it was eligible for my list. Now there are <laughs> quite a few songs with the word animal in them. There are. I learned. I discovered uh, that too. And so a lot of those songs are great and they are not, they are not qualified. They're disqualified. There you go. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Those are not eligible. I actually had, and uh, since I know that you're of like-mindedness there as well, I'll go ahead and tell you, but I had a couple fans shout out animal by Def Leppard and by Pearl Jam. Let's just like, put animal by Pearl Jam. I love that song, but yeah. we live in a society people. We yeah. have to draw the line. <laughs> somewhere and that's where we're gonna try <laughs> just do our top five songs with the title animal <laughs> you probably could actually you could There's quite a few yeah. yeah um but yeah so just any animal so as we're talking in our intro here Imran, i mean it sounds like it was a lot of fun i know it was for me but was this i mean was this tough for you or did they kind of start flooding to your mind right away were you deep in the google rabbit hole how did you how did you come up with yours? Uh, a little bit of everything. I will also say uh, some some of your members in your Facebook group may have helped me out. But what, All right, I, okay. did, what I did was I, uh, I had a list of songs and animals that meant something to me. It was a different part of my life. Uh, songs that I enjoyed, that I listened to. And then I tried to pick different genres that I enjoy. And then just for fun, I was like, each one is going to be a different animal category. I'm not going to repeat an animal. Uh, just okay. to put another little twist on it. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So you really, you really got into it. Then. No, it was I, fun. It was fun. <laughs> well, as I'm sitting here, you know, I made this list on Spotify, and I'm going to pull it up here. I I don't know the order. You know, the order really gets to me, especially with these kind of niche topics where it could be all over the place. There's no limitations on like genre. Do you it, know what I mean? It's almost arbitrary what what thing is in what position with this. It's just so. like. My five favorite songs with animals in the title. There you go. I mean, basically. So, I, you know, like I said, I've got about 25 or 30. And when I got that, you know, I'm only going to mention five honorable mentions at the end that right. don't make the cut. Yeah. But what I did is I just said, okay, here's these 30, right? What 10 songs, if I was going to make a 10-song playlist right wow. now, would have to be on there? Oh, and that's man, what that's I did. Good. That's good. That's a good way to trim it down. That's what I did, man. Yeah. But with that being said, I hate that some of these are left out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully you'll mention them or maybe the fans will mention them over on Facebook. We'll see. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for the cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for the cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference.
All right, guys, welcome back. As I said pre-break, my good buddy Emron is here, and we are going to discuss our top five songs that feature animals in the title. Emron, you're the guest, man. As always, I want you to get us started off, brother. What is your number five? What did you come up with and why? I can't get the image of Animal, the drummer from the Muppets, out of my head now for some reason. That's another animal. <laughs> so now, listener, just picture Animal sure, that works. wailing on the drums. All right, number five, I'm going to start loud. I'm going to wake everybody up if you've been sleeping. This will wake you up. It is a song from uh, Rage Against the Machine, 1996's Bulls on Parade. Oh, man, yes. There you go. You got your bulls uh, right in the titles. This uh, song off their album, Evil Empire. And kind of, you know, it's a great. So it, this touches on I love 90s rock. I love almost mm -hmm. anything 90s like you, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I also love hip hop and early hip hop. This has got both in Hell there. Yeah. The wonderful Zach Della Roca. And as far as the lyrics and the, you know, he's always railing against the government. And this one is no, just oppressive regimes, government oppression. Yeah. And it's just, just that. And then Tom Morello making the weirdest sounds you ever heard somebody make right. on a guitar. Yeah, I mean, basically it's like activism in the form of like, you know, rock and roll. I mean, it's just absolutely it's amazing. Now, here's my question for you, Imran. So when, when it comes to crossover on this kind of list, now I'm thinking to myself, should I change my top five if you mention one of mine? Because oh. I have so many. Oh man, on the fly. Uh, yeah, I I think that's absolutely allowed. I, I, I would. I don't know. I, th I don't I know. I think I might. But let me just tell you real quick. I love Rage Against the Machine. One of my favorite bands come out of the '90s. That era. You know, you already mentioned it, but they were a little bit of heavy metal. They were a little bit of hip hop. I got to see them live. Uh, oh, With nice. a couple other bands that I don't, actually don't want to mention because one of them is in my top five as well. Oh. But they just kicked absolute ass and their music was important like they had a very important message about you know politics and the world and things that were going on you remember the tibetan concert they headed up yeah in the night i mean they were really they really cared about society they cared about what was going on they weren't doing it for the fame of you know sex drugs and rock and roll uh now it gets you pumped the music reaches out and grabs you yeah this is a great pick man bulls on parade is your number five. Now, guess what? Yeah. That was my number five. But I think, I think I'm going to have to change ah, it, dude. <laughs> Shit, all right. All right. I tell you what. Let, yeah, let me change it just so we can get a little, yeah, let's uh, put a new one a little variety and mix up the playlist yeah. a little bit. And I'm just going to kind of switch it with what my number six would have been. My number six would have been this, but now it's my number five. And that is Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Ah.
you know, really it's because of Led Zeppelin, and this is, I don't know if it's the only Animal song, but it's the first one that came to mind, and it was track one on their Led Zeppelin 4 album, and I can remember my dad playing that vinyl record in our house, and he played a lot of what would be considered like Southern rock, you know, 70s rock, you know, like Allman Brothers and nice. CCR nice. and that kind of shit. Yeah. But So when we heard Led Zeppelin, we're like, Dad, what, what's this? <laughs> like, this is not what you normally listen to, you know what I mean? And he was just spinning it, and it felt a little kind of like almost like we weren't supposed to be listening to it as kids because it was so heavy at the time, uh, especially based on the things that we had been hearing in our house. But I got the box set of uh, Led Zeppelin. My dad got that for me for Christmas one year. So we shared this band together, and this is probably the first like hard rock band that I was really into was Led Zeppelin. And Black Dog is, you know, obviously you got the dog in there, so you got your animal title. You like this one, man? You a fan of uh, Led Zeppelin? Oh, I love Led Zeppelin, even though, you know, they did, what, maybe steal a bunch of their songs from other people. Whatever. But listen, recognizable guitar riffs, guitar tone, of course. And I love the uh, classic rock. Uh, another great example of the different kinds of classic rock that came out because I have a, a classic rock song from the era that's wildly different. Same time period. And a lot of songs with dogs, with dog in the title. Yeah. Yeah. From from them and other people like the Beatles. But yeah, no, I love Zeppelin. This is a great pick. Yeah, who let the dogs out? You know what I mean? It was Led Zeppelin. <laughs> There's that one. They did originally <laughs> let, let the dogs out. Go get the dogs. I know you don't have that one on your list. I'm hoping at least. I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, no, it's like way down on the honorable mentions. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention it. You, you, you used it. All right, man. So uh, you started us off with Bulls on Parade at your number five, which obviously I agree with. We had immediate crossovers. So I had to switch my oh, boy. <laughs> What's your number four, Emra? Well, I don't look. I don't think we're gonna have any more crossover. This one, maybe, maybe not. I'm thinking probably not. Uh, this one is kind of obscure. It's a fun, a folksy song from 1966. It's a song by Cat Stevens mm. called "I Love My Dog." So I am following up your dog song. This is my dog category song. I love my dog. It's his first single uh, that came out on the album Matthew and Son. I love my dog as much as I love you. But you may think my dog will always come through All he asks from me is the food to give him strength All he ever needs is love and that he knows he'll get So I love my dog as much as I love you But you may think my dog will always come through all the pay I need comes the shining through his eyes I don't need no cold water to make me realize That I love my dog as much as I love you It, it is such a lighthearted song. The, the main concept is I love my dog. Who doesn't love their I mean, dog? Yeah, but then he, sure. ta he tags that, I love my dog as much as I love you. Ooh, and okay. then kind of intimates perhaps, perhaps even more. Because let's face it, there's some dogs I love more than people. There's <laughs> of some people course. I love less than some dogs. Yes. Have you heard this song? And you know what I was going to say? I don't know that I know this one, honestly. It's Yeah, it's uh, it's just real simple and folksy and catchy. And the reason why I connected with it is, obviously, if you know, Cat Stevens was then Yusuf Islam, and then he was just Yusuf. And now I think he's like Yusuf slash Cat Stevens. Uh -huh. Gone back and forth, converted to Islam. His uh, birth name, by the way, Stephen Dimitri Georgiou. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I see you, Cat Stevens. Man of, Stephen. Man of many names. <laughs> yes. So, Cat Stevens. So, here's the circle of how, why I love this. Song right. because I'm, I'm Pakistani. I was raised Muslim. Of, uh, you know, Cat Stevens converted to Islam, and then in Islam, and I don't know if it's cultural within like Pakistani people. We did not grow up with dogs. 
dogs. In fact, in fact, we were not supposed to have dogs. Like, you know, you're supposed to keep them outside. There was something about they weren't clean, whatever, yada, yada. There's vague things. It's vague at best. Right. I've looked this up. So I'm like, all right, I don't know where this is coming from. So first half of my life, I grow up kind of like afraid of dogs. I don't understand them. And then like the second half of my life, I start to work places where the owners have dogs. And then I meet my wife, whose family has golden retrievers. And now I we have two golden retrievers. We've been fostering dogs for like the past like six, seven years wow. uh, through an organization. And I love my dog That's as great. much as I, I love you. So it's like a full, and I discovered this song kind of recently. I've, 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 you know, I've listened to Cat Stevens for years, but I stumbled on this obscure, like his first hit and it's just charming. That's great, man. I, I got to check that one out. Obviously, I will be when I edit the episode back. My sister yeah. does the the dog fostering thing as well. She has uh, two dogs of her own, and she has two cats. Yep. And she's funny because <laughs> she's like she's one of those people that like can't not like she just takes them in. Like they just live with her forever. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, she's, that's, that's, she doesn't care. So the forever you foster failures we call yeah, those. In right, the industry. right, right. She's got two cats too. That makes it a little. That's even more challenging bringing in a foster dog because now you got to get them to behave with the cats yeah 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 well we have two dogs and right now actually we have two foster dogs there's one in the room right now gerald that's sweetheart that's awesome i bet you love it i bet you love that dog yeah (laughs) i do i love my dog there you go i love you so uh, i love my dog by cat stevens you're number four a tune that i'm not familiar with maybe it'll jar my memory when i hear it but as we're sitting here i don't know that i know it but that's okay. I, I'm excited to check it out. I think you'll like it. My number four is one that I know that you know, and I know that probably all of the listeners know as well, is from probably, and I've said this before, if I had to pick one artist, one artist catalog from the 1980s to keep, and it was the only one I could keep, it would be Prince. Oh! And, oh, I'm, do- okay. and I'm doing When Doves Cry. Oh, snap! Okay. That's it. Okay. Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's on my, it's on my list. Oh, uh, more crossover. Imran, that's okay, man. It's Prince, you know? What are you going to do? Yeah, it's fucking Prince, dude. Yeah, I want to say 1987. I don't have it in front of me, I think. 84. 84, 84. Obviously from Purple Rain. And this song is one of the most catchy tunes, yes. One of the most recognizable Prince tunes. But it's also got such depth to it. Uh, It's a really deep song, man, that he's, you know, he's really pouring his soul out in this tune. guitar riff that comes in because he's a fucking amazing guitar player uh, and a lot of people kind of forget about that or didn't realize that uh, but he could just jam out on several different instruments actually and the guitar was probably the most notable and then obviously his lyrics and his voice are just a step above in my opinion everything especially that came out of the 80s but I love Prince so much man he was such a showman you know uh, he, he really got into the theatrics of it all 
And, you know, it just it killed it, man. I, I love him. I can never turn off a Prince song if it comes on the radio. And Absolutely. When Doves Cry fits the brief here. I mean, come on. You know? So that's, that's yeah. my number four, buddy. Obviously, you uh, agree. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm a, I got a bunch of notes. This is, uh, this is my number one song on my list. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. Because, dude, you're absolutely right. It's fucking Prince. I love Prince so much. I learned a couple of interesting things doing a little bit of research. Do you know the backstory about, like, how he ended up writing this song? No, tell us. So, obviously, for the movie Purple Lane, great movie. Uh, the whole movie is done. He's written the whole album, and the director comes to him and goes, I got this scene. I kind of need you to write a song about a guy who's got difficulties at home, and he's tortured, and there's maybe, like, an intermingled love affair. And Prince is like, all right. And apparently, no shit. He comes back the next morning, and he has two songs composed. One of them is When Doves Cry. He he wrote it. He recorded <laughs> everything himself. Wow. He played all the instruments himself. And it is a dance song that does not have a bass line, which is also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kiss also doesn't have right. a bass line. Another one of my favorites. It, yeah. And it doesn't need it. And you're right. That opening guitar riff is so industrial and so sick. I will even say uh, there's a radio edit, but there is the original like extended version. It's like five and a half minutes mm-hmm. long. The, and, and definitely that's the version to enjoy because they do this on a lot of Prince songs. On Purple Rain, they fade out at the end and there's an amazing yeah. guitar solo at mm-hmm. the end. At the end of this, this extended cut, this is a dance banger, right? It's got more uh, guitar solo. It's got an amazing guitar solo. It's got more of him going, I, <laughs> I, and just screaming. Right. There's, a synth, there's a synthesizer solo and oh, it's so good. And it just reminds me, it came out in 1984 and I was like eight or nine years old and this thing was huge. It just takes me right back i love it man to being a kid i love it great i love prince i mean i just can't get enough of him you know rest in peace obviously but just such a great catalog man and this this tune fits the brief of what we're talking about tonight and you know over on my patreon i do my top i'm currently doing my top 100 songs of the 1980s for my patrons and spoiler alert there's a lot of prince on there (laughs) Oh, excellent. Yeah, this was uh, this was my bird category. So this was my feathered friends <laughs> nice, category. Nice. I love that you're doing that, by the way. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, when Doves Cry is my four, what do you have at three? Number three, let's move into uh, monkey primate category. All right. And this is a song. Uh, I got to shout out Brandon Cruz in your in your Facebook group there for reminding me. He's a good dude. He's great, dude. Uh, he reminded me of the song, and it is The Pixies, 1989, This Monkey's Gone to Heaven, or Monkey's Gone to Heaven.
good one. And this is a deep cut, too. This is a deep cut. It's off 1989's album called Doolittle. Uh, it's one of my favorite Pixies albums. Uh, I've loved the Pixies because in the 90s, we were I was in a band in college. Oh, I did not know it this. Was, yes, right. it was all very exciting. And the Pixies were one of our really big influences, uh, along with like Talking Heads, Smashing Pumpkins. We had a female bass player, much like Kim Deal, in the Pixies. Uh, and the and I love the Pixies because their songs don't ever make a lot of sense. Right, right. That is true with this song. If you look up the lyrics, they don't make a lot of sense, but there's a great, there's Frank Black screaming numbers and that God is seven. And if God is seven, and you're like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I dig it. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I love the Pixies. It reminds me of being in the band back in back in the college days. That's awesome, dude. I didn't, I didn't know that. What kind of band were you guys? Ah, so we were like uh, an alt-rock grunge band at the time. Wow over out of Pratt Institute campus in Brooklyn called Gister. Uh, it was very small, whatever, but, but that we, you know, that was a lot of our influences was like the quiet, loud music, and uh, we had a female bass player, it was great. Ironically, the band kind of breaks up like in the late 90s, I leave New York and I move back to Chicago. They get back together and they have a little bit of success as a new band called Stella Star. Okay. And they're kind of like an underground hit, similar fandom to the Pixies. You know how kind right, of like sure. the Pixies have like this underground cult following. Well, you mentioned it too, but the Pixies did seem like, and I love the Pixies too. I'm right there with you. Uh, but they did seem like that kind of group, or that kind, or I should say that those types of songwriters, where they just kind of like wrote down like literally just whatever they thought shit. of. Yes, I love that. Like Beck did that great yeah. in the in the '90s. Like. Beck songs that gotta be straight stream of consciousness. Like none of that shit makes sense. Yeah. It's like, like there's literally no narrative. Like this is not a, a complete thought. You're just kind of saying no, shit. You know what I mean? It, yeah, and it's uh, great. But it's it awesome, works. and they're obviously great musicians. And I did see this one get shouted out in the fan group too. Uh, Deep cut. I love the Pixies. So great shout out, Monkey Gone to Heaven is yeah. your number three. My number three. Here we go, man. I don't. I don't know. I'm a little worried. Maybe you might cross over me on this one too. Oh no. Okay. Maybe. You know, I was talking about Prince as far as an artist from the 80s well one of my albums from one of my cover to cover albums from the 80s is licensed to ill man so i'm going i'm oh. going brass monkey brother by the beastie boys nice. yes right. i'm glad you picked this because i was going to and i did not all right cool yeah i mean you know this song really encapsulates kind of the beginning of the beastie boys because it's just so much fun you know brass monkey They were living the dream at this point in their life where they're literally, and I know you're from that area, but they were literally in New York and they were kind of this meteoric rise to fame with songs like Brass Monkey and Fight for Your Right and, you know, a lot of tunes that were on that 
first album that Rick Ross no, produced. And no sleep till no Brooklyn. No sleep brother. till Brooklyn. Absolutely, man. Obviously, Brass Monkey fits the brief of what we're talking about tonight. But you can literally name any song on that album. And I'm like, yep, it's a fucking masterpiece. Best song ever. <laughs> you know, like literally any song on there. I love that album so so much, cover to cover. Uh, this is not my favorite song on the album, but it does no. it does fit the brief. And it's just it's- the beat is infectious, and it's just so much fun, man. And the Beastie Boys were in my top five bands of all time when we did that one last year. Uh, they're you know they're hip hop, they're rock. People don't, especially as they got later in their career, people don't really know what to categorize them as because they do so many different things. They're so versatile. Yeah, that's the best thing about them, watching them grow and change. Absolutely, man. And Have you seen the documentary on Apple TV Plus? Dude, it was so good. So, so like, good. this song is at the time in their life that they look back and they're like, mm-hmm. man, we were just punks, like yeah. being dumb kids, and we didn't have any control. We didn't know. Like, they're literally 18 years old, opening up for huge bands, just got, have one song. Yeah. They're like, we had one song and we're opening up for Madonna. Right. And nobody liked us. And I was like, that's amazing. What great stuff. Right. And then they took on that persona on purpose to be like, you know, the heel, like yeah. a wrestling or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Start throwing things at people. Like, all right, you hate us. You fucking Yeah, hate we'll us. be the bad guys. You know, that'll be our thing or whatever. But yeah, that was cool. And that's what I mean is that this song or really any of the songs from this album, you know, that not, not any of them, but a lot of them, you could pick out and you could be like, okay, this was like the beginning stages where they were just like literally just, you know, drinking 40s and, you know, doing drugs and like just they were in the scene and they were just enjoying being in yeah. that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were able to make a couple bucks doing it, which is great. But they probably didn't care. They're just like, we're just fucking, you know, hanging out with LL Cool J and fucking whoever. You know what I mean? They're like, well, how did this happen? <laughs> right. That's why I love I love the 90s uh, era of Beasties, kind of like when I was in New York and they were playing their instruments. They're being experimental. Uh, and those albums like Check Your Head and that next one, they're so good. Yeah, man, I agree. So I had to put Brass Monkey on here. I had to try to rep the nice. we both had monkeys there at uh, our three so this is interesting we've gone bulls bulls right yeah. then we went dog dog right then we went doves doves well i didn't do right? I, well i didn't do well i would have done bulls is that what you mean yeah because i switched mine out oh you did switch <laughs> okay but it was close and then now we just did monkey monkey yeah interesting so let's see what happens yeah, with our runner-ups because yeah. i've got two animals that i haven't mentioned yet for my top two yeah, I got I got one more left because my doves cry was my number one. So, yeah, what's your runner up, man? My runner runner up is in uh, what is this category? I don't know. It's a little <laughs> friendly small farm animal. It is uh, 1967 Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So this is the rabbit category. Of course it is. Yeah, I don't have this one on there, but it's one that I considered uh, greatly. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I love this song, man. Female voices always get me, especially in that era. Uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great example of the psychedelic '60s rock, you know, from the West Coast, from San Francisco. Uh, and it's, you know, it's weird. It's super short. Mm-hmm. It's like two and a half minutes long, right? But in terms of song dynamics, it's all one big crescendo. They start out real quiet, and it just builds and builds. And at the end, she's just screaming. She's just screaming something about cutting off your head by the end of it, of course, because it's about. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, but it's really about taking lots of hallucinogenics and having a having a good yeah, time. Yeah, just being out of this fucking world, man. Which I mean, I I got to imagine America probably felt that way to a lot of young people at that time. 
just so crazy, man. And Jefferson Airplane really did capture that kind of movement of that era. You know, there were a lot of bands that that did, but I think yeah. they stand the test of time. Like you put on any of those tunes now, you know, I, they're not the same type of band, but I equate it to like CCR, where like if I put on Jefferson Airplane or CCR, it literally it just it has aged so well. Like it just gets better and better as time goes on. I feel like. rebellious voice kind of like your rage against the machine just from different genre but dude this like the spanish march rhythm of the drums and the way it it's all about acid obviously i think she wrote it after taking an acid trip and they were able to get on the radio past the censors with these subtle drug references that you know the hippies knew what they were saying and then the the, the straights had no idea but they were like good tune yeah for sure, man. So you had uh, a female voice there. Now, we were kind of seeing where we matched up, but, you know, we didn't match up exactly, okay? Because no, 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 no. I have a fish, okay? Okay. At, you got at a, my number yeah. two. But where we did match up is we matched up with powerful female voices yeah. because I've got Barracuda by heart. Ah, oh, that's a good at one. At my number two.
1977, uh, Heart has remained one of my favorite rock bands of all time. I absolutely love Anna Nancy Wilson and how they were able to come into this just male-dominated heavy rock scene in the 70s. And you just could not ignore them, man. They were very similar to another band I love called The Runaways oh, that yeah. were you know a bunch of females. And they just were like, yeah, okay, we're literally the only girls here, but you know what? We can do this too. And we can do it as good, if not better. Uh, and Heart really did. And man, they had such longevity. They're still around. I mean, they're yeah. predominantly writing at this point and producing, but they're still around. But just belting out the voices, yes, but the, the instruments, they played their own. They just kicked ass. And I have a great story, too. This was much later because this song came out in the late 70s. I was born in 75, so I was only two years old when Barracuda came out. But in the mid-80s, they had success with you know singles like Alone and Never. Yeah, a lot of the ballads. Yeah, a lot of big hits that you know that charted. And when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I won concert tickets to go see Heart. Uh, this was probably I don't know 88-ish somewhere in that area. And I was too young to win. I, I called in and I was the like oh. 12th caller or whatever. You know, it was one of those. No. Things. So my mom had to go claim the prize for me. So she went to the station and got the tickets or whatever. And me and my mom went to see Heart, which was a band that she loved. So I felt inadvertently that I was kind of taking my mom to see her favorite band in concert. So that's a really fun memory I have. So I love I love that I share this band with my mom, too. And she int- she really introduced me to this band. And also, uh, Warrant opened for Heart on that show. Oh, Warrant <laughs> opened. Oh, in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would have made sense. There it is. There it is. So, yeah, Barracuda. Uh, one of the more rockin' tunes from Hearts catalog and really put them on the map, too, in terms of popularity. But that's my runner-up. You a fan of this one? I fucking love this song, and it was a strong consideration for my list. Another great female voice and a, a badass female guitar player, which you don't see often. Mm-hmm. You know, she can hold her own. The, it reminds me of uh, they used it in the movie Swingers in one scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And if you I've seen uh, YouTube videos of them uh, concerts from a few years ago, they still fucking got it, dude. Yeah. Deacon, she could still still hit all those notes, and they sound amazing. Killing it, man. I mean, killing it. Yeah. They're they're right up there with like the Aerosmiths of the world that were around in the mid seventies and are somehow still touring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still, still doing it. I'm like, Good what the you. fuck is going on, guys? Like, oh man, yeah. So Hearts Barracuda is my runner. Great up. one. Now great. Uh, we know what your number one is. Did you want to yeah. anything else you want to say about when doves cry? That's your number one. You're sticking with it, I guess. That is, I am still sticking. Well, you flipped one out, I guess. Well, that's okay. You don't have to. I mean, it's your number one, yeah, man. No, I mean, no, it is. It is. It's still, it, it's just, it's a great song, and I'm glad it's getting the respect it deserves. It. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. That's about it. I think I said everything. <laughs> I mean, what else can we really say? You know what I mean? If you think about it, it's. Uh, oh, here's something you could say that I learned. He had, 1984, Prince had the number one single, the number one album, and the number one movie all at the same time. I don't think. Think that's ever been wow. done again think wow. about that think about how big this was i didn't even know that wow yeah okay there you go all right well uh wind doves cry by prince we have crossover there and that's uh your number one song with an animal in the title so obviously uh i'm a big fan of your pick there now my number one is now this is going to sound weird okay but hear me out okay so this is admittedly not my favorite song in this category all right okay but i have to put this song at number one 
because of the connection that I have to this song. Oh, I hope it is what I think And it the is. feels um, that this song gives me literally every fucking time I hear it. And okay, I've heard it I, like, I like a thousand it. times. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this and I like okay, it. Okay, now, it's, you know, some people might think it's cheesy. If you don't have kids, you're probably not going to get it. But it's a tune called Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Aww. Did you think that's where I was going? No, that's not where Where'd I you think I was going? The other, my other number one pick for a long time, and I was like, someone's gonna mention it. He's gonna do it. Fucking Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. That's a good one. It's in my honorable. That's a good <laughs> yeah, one. It's in my Cheesy, but feel good at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what Harry Chapin did, you know Cats in the Cradle, obviously, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, so I mean, what he did with this song, I mean, he wrote it about his son, and who was a newborn at the time, and he was kind of telling the story of kind of like seeing his son's life play out. And it happens. My daughter's in college now. She's going to be 20 years old this year. Yeah. But he just tells a story about, you know, the kid is a baby, right? And then the next verse is he's like 10 years old. And then the next verse, you know, he's driving and hanging out with his friends, and he's going to college or whatever. And then the last verse he's a father and he has his own children and it's just literally the arc of a father's life from like his son being a baby all the way until now you know he's a grandfather uh and you know the last long uh, the last line of the song gets me and i'm not even kidding you do every time like my lip will quiver or like a little small tear will drop but he's like you know well he said uh you know because he's like talking to him and he's like you know he's trying to hang so the whole narrative of the song is the son is trying to get his dad to hang out with him like he wants to play catch with him like he wants you know what i mean and the dad's always busy and he's always going to work or like whatever and so the last verse of the song the dad calls his son is like hey you know you want to get together and the kid's like you know i can't you know the kids have got the flu like whatever but we'll get together soon and the last line of the song is uh he'd grown up just like me my boy was just like me <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you Come in on, the feels. Dude. Well, he came from college just the other day. So much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile, "What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please?" And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man of the moon. Coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad You know we'll have a good time then So I got ah, I got yeah. two sons here at the house I got my daughter who has moved on beyond me, believe me I, I, I feel this every time, man. Cats in the Cradle and Silver Spoons. It reminds me of Cat Stevens' uh, father and son. I don't know if yes, I have word. another good one. Absolutely. Uh, you can relate to it as you know a, a son growing up and then listen to it later and then relate to it from the father's point of view. It's an amazing experience. And a lot of people know this about me, but I'm a cat guy, too. I know you were talking about dogs oh, earlier. Oh, you're a cat guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I've got two cats, and um, I had a cat of 20 years. Her name was Pinky. She passed away oh, about wow. three or four years ago. Wow. And I had her forever, man. She was a gift when I went to college. My my folks wanted me to have like a companion to go to college. So I had her as a kitten and I had her for 20 years, man. So Unbelievable. They cats live longer than dogs. And I never thought I'd be a duck person, but here we yeah, are. Here we are. And you were and you were in a band in college. I'm learning all kinds of shit tonight. Rock band in college, yes. 
I've had many lives of things that I've forgotten about already that I did. Oh, man. So that was great. You made me think about all these things. Yeah, dude. So Cats in the Cradle, my number one. When Doves Cry was your number one. All right, man. So we're going to we're gonna open up the suggestion box here in a minute and see what the fans had to say. I've got five honorable mentions I'm going to shout out real quick. What about you, man? What do you, what did not, what do you I, have I that didn't do, cut the top five? I can do five. I got a fucking list of them. But I got to mention, uh, this was a late one because I was like, I talk about the genres that I love and one of my favorite, favorite genres because I play guitar now used to be like, you know, grunge and classic rock. I love all that stuff, but I love gypsy jazz music, the rhythm, you know, uh, known to the listener, maybe as the music you would hear while watching Tom and Jerry, (laughs) you know it when you hear it, it makes you want to dance, just smile. It is the most fun music to play. So Django Reinhardt, the godfather of gypsy jazz, amazing guitar player from the thirties has a song from 1946 called six called Django's Tiger okay. or sometimes it's called Tiger Rag Django's Tiger Rag but this is a dude Django a gypsy who grew up in a trailer who never had training who when he was 18 there was a fire in his trailer he burned the left side of his hand fused three of his two of his fingers together he plays with three fingers faster than I've heard people play with all of their fingers wow. uh, and he's amazing like he's one of my favorite guitar okay players. I'll have to look that up then for yeah. sure okay sweet uh, and then I did mention I had the tiger because it yeah. is Another cheesy song that reminds me of watching Rocky. What was it? Three, two, two. Was that was from Rocky two. two. Uh, maybe Rocky yeah. three. Actually, N- now yeah, that I'm just it. cheesy song. But how can it not get you pumped up? Ever you're like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I can persevere. If Rocky can do it, <laughs> I, I can, can do persevere. it. Uh, I got to throw in a Beatles song because they had tons of fucking songs uh, with animals and, you know, birds and dogs. So I've always loved Hey Bulldog for the opening. Blackbird, for sure. Uh, Blackbird is another great one. And uh, last one, uh, Bob Marley had a bunch of great songs with animals. He got Buffalo Soldier, Three Little Birds. Yeah, that's right. Buffalo Soldier. I forgot about that one. Damn it. Yeah, both great All right, good picks, man. So to round out my top 10, I'll just run through the ones I'm going to settle on here. (laughs) According to how I... That's what I... According to how I ordered them on my playlist. I won't include Rage Against the Machine, though, because everybody knows that would have been in there. So to round out the top 10 would have been Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, that's a great one. Yes. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, there's also a lesser known kind of indie alternative rock band that really rose to par- prominence in the 2000s that I really, really love. But they're a band called TV on the Radio. Oh, yes. And they have... Do you, uh- Go ahead. Is it the wolf song? Yeah, Wolf Like Me, yeah. Wolf Like Me is a great tune. I almost had that in the list, too. Yeah. I love yeah, that Yeah, I fucking song. love that one. Uh, Hound Dog by Elvis Presley, specifically. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Rooster by Alice in Chains. It's a fantastic Gotta song from the 90s. Had to get a little cock in there, you know what I mean, Emra? Yeah, you got to get the cock, the peacock, <laughs> the rooster. <laughs> and then to round out my top 10 would have been more 80s cheese, but it would have been Karma Chameleon by the Culture Club. Oh, that's <laughs> such a fun song, and I don't know what it means, but again, it takes me back to growing up in the 80s, and it's just like, you just start bouncing around. I love Karma Chameleon. <laughs> Karma yeah, Chameleon. All good. There's so many yeah. that we I could go yeah, on. We really could do this forever. So what we're going to do is we're going to see what the fans had to say yes. and open up the old suggestion box, because perhaps they have some that we did not mentioned this evening Imran so let me pull that up you don't want to open the suggestion box what's in the box Gerald what's in the box what's in the box guys if you have not joined up yet please head over in the show notes and join up to our Facebook fan group because that is where we interact with our fans the most at least I attempt to. So uh, let's see what they had to say over there, Emron. So Brad uh, from the Cinema Guys, he's a patron of the show. So he said Animal by Def Leppard. Yes, and I said, already discussed And this. I said, Brad, not the word animal. <laughs> Actual animals. <laughs> so then he went with Eye of the Tiger. So good pick. Good yeah, pick there. Go. Thank you, Brad. 
Jared Taylor, uh, top-tier patron of the show and a friend of the show, said Beastie Boys, Brass Monkey, Elton John's Crocodile Rock. That's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one. Snail by Smashing Pumpkins, Rooster by Alice in Chains, and Eye of the Tiger. A lot of shout-outs for Eye of the Tiger. I mean, I saw Elton John like maybe like five or six years ago, and he was amazing. And you forget how many songs. Every song, I was like, oh, I love this song, too. Oh, wait, I love this song, too. And I forgot how many great songs he had. So Joey DiCarlo from So Wizards got Heart of a Dragon. Oh. Uh, so dragon, we're saying, is an animal, I guess, which is fine. <laughs> That's fine, Joey. Although, I don't animal. know that song, though, do you? No, I don't know. I don't, Who does it? Who's it by? Well, I don't know. He got, he's got a YouTube link here. I feel I feel like I'm going to get scolded for not knowing. But uh, Is this from an anime movie? Oh, wait a minute. Perhaps? Valley of the Damned, perhaps? Okay. Valley of the Damned, and the tune is called Heart of a Dragon. I'll have to check that one out, Joey. Molly says, how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> yeah, it's a cute song. <laughs> sure, why not? Counts. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joey Austin, patron of the show, says Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Uh, That's a good one. Good pick, Joey Austin. Yeah. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a mutual listener. That's right. That's right. Uh, thanks for sending him over. He's been uh, yeah, he's no been problem. hitting us up. He's a great dude. Uh, you can share Joey Austin. Yes. <laughs> we'll share him. Absolutely. <laughs> Sam Hurley says Bulls on Parade. There you go. Yeah. Oh, he's, sweet. he's matching up with all of us here. He says Black Dog as well from Led Zeppelin. How about this one? How about Freebird? Yeah, you know what? That's is like it's okay. The, the, the joke's always funny about the free bird, and it's a great. It's a good st- tune, song, though. Actually. It's really a great yeah. song. It really is. It really is. It like the, it rocks out, and uh, it's like I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. Good. And then he also says "Peace Frog" by the Doors. That's a that's a fucking great tune too. I agree. I like that one. Yeah, I agree. Good groove on that one. Um, let's see. Uh, they're commenting on each other's picks here. Let's see what else we got. So my wife, uh, my wife, you know, rarely shouts out stuff on the show. She's just she's yeah. just busy, so she doesn't have time to do it. But she took the opportunity to drop in a gif of Baby Shark. Are you familiar with Baby Shark? Okay. Sh- yeah, I guess it counts. Now I can't get the song out of my head. Baby Thank you very Shark. much. <laughs> yeah. Do, Come do, on, do, do, honey. Oh boy. Why did she do that? Uh, Lauren counts, Scott. Though. Lauren Scott, good friend of mine and a good friend of the show, says Honey Bee by Blake Shelton. So we get a little country western love there. I, I do not know that's that. That's a good tune, actually. I don't like yeah. a lot of country music, but that one was really yeah. popular when I used to DJ weddings. So that's a that's a fun kind of like upbeat country dance to, number by Blake I, Shelton. I watched The Voice. That's about all I know about <laughs> The Blake Shelton. Uh, let's see. Josh Ragland. I think you know him as well. Uh, he's. Uh, I, I think he's a listener of Jock and Nerd as well, but he's definitely, sure. he's definitely shouting us out all the time. He's got Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. There you go. Yeah, you, you go. Just, Great. You just mentioned that one. Yeah, Doctor Worm by They Might Be Giants. White. Oh, I don't know that. White one. Rabbit, which you mentioned. Yeah. Rooster by Alice in Chains and Red Dragon t- Tattoo by The Fountains of Wayne. He also says Possum Kingdom by The Toadies. That's a good one. That's a great song. I'm surprised you didn't put that in here. It was in my extended list, and I, I like do that. love I that song, man. Yeah. Ugh. Another great, like the 90s, man. There's so much good shit from the 90s when you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I can't go all 90s, you know. I know. Uh, how about John Campbell? You know that dude. He's yes. got uh, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. There you go. <laughs> that's a good song. Yeah, Primus. Primus absolutely. Yeah, it's a good tune. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, David Powell's got a lot here. And David Powell loves like kind of the underground indie rock scene. So he has cool. a few from that. And then he has a few that I do recognize. But he says, uh, Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons. Okay, I know that one. I know that one. Eye of the Tiger. Uh, Where Eagles Dare by the Misfits. Free Bird. Yeah. One that was probably like my 11 or 12. It was just outside of the ones I mentioned tonight, but Cat People by David Bowie. Oh, yeah. That's that's good. Putting out the fire with gasoline, brother. Uh, Celebration of the Lizard by the Doors. And then let's end on top-level patron Dan Roski. He's got some good ones here. He says Stray Cat Strut by the Stray Cats. That's fantastic. That's a great, great tune, man, for sure. Long Snake Moan by PJ Harvey. 
I like PJ Harvey. I don't know if I know that. I probably heard that I one. Do, I do love her, too. Hound Dog by Big Mama Thornton and Elvis. And Octopus's Garden by The Beatles. That's the other. They have a lot. They yeah, and then there's lot. I Am the They have I Am the Walrus. They have Octopus's Garden, Blackbird, the bull, uh, Hey Bulldog. Uh, do you, have you know Rusted Root? I do, yeah, I do. Love Rusted Root. Cat Turned Blue. Fantastic. Story. I do. They, they were kind of like right around the Dave Matthews era, right? Yeah, they're kind of like a hippie jam band. Uh, jump around and dance. Yeah, the hippies love it. Well, Imran, it's no secret, man, to you or really to anyone listening. That I'm a huge fan of yours uh, as a person, and I also love your show. And you know, we share a couple patrons, we share some listeners, and we've just got this beautiful friendship going on. Anthony's been over here a few times now too, which is great. So why don't you tell anybody that doesn't know uh, what you guys do over at Jock and Nerd? Because if it interests them, they should definitely tune in, man. Tell them where they can find you. Right on. First off, thank you for having me I always have a good time Joe you're such a great dude and it was so much fun when you oh, came thanks, over uh, and did our show if the listener wants to hear visit jockandnerd.com or search the Jock and Nerd podcast for myself my co-host Anthony who's been on the show and Rugaboy is our third and uh, it is a not safe for work hilarious look at comic book TV and superhero movies uh, we're always reviewing something every episode and you get three distinct uh, opinions mm-hmm. and points of view on reviews and then I do another show with my sister so if you don't like that I got a family friendly <laughs> show with my sister Sophia called Dance of Joy yeah. a perfect strangers rewatch podcast and that's exactly what it is where it's nothing but perfect strangers uh, no swearing so okay. you can have the family around. That's why I wanted to try something different. Right. So that one is like clean. They're a little bit shorter and very, very niche. And then the Jock and Nerd is just a wild yeah. roller coaster yeah. ride. Jock and Nerd is a lot of fun, man. Where uh, where can you watch Perfect Strangers? Is that like Nick at Night Perfect type Strangers, deal you can stream on Hulu oh, okay. all, right. all eight seasons. And that one you can find danceofjoypod.com for all the links. Yeah. But when I discovered it was on Hulu, I was like, oh, my God, I used to love this show. And then I watched it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this show is still really good. <laughs> this is so much fun. And then me and my sister were like, yeah, let's just do it. Nobody's doing this i checked nobody's doing a perfect strangers podcast. yeah great there you go yeah, yeah. let's do it why not well that's awesome man uh i love perfect strangers too i love sitcoms from that era are y'all gonna do one when you get done with perfect strangers i don't know that because the there's 150 episodes so that's oh, like yeah, that's good. three okay. years yeah worth of i didn't, I didn't realize there were that so many yeah that'll, that'll take I'm you a minute even, yeah yeah i'm not thinking that far ahead uh, <laughs> at the moment you're just hoping Maybe. to get to next week's episode at this point Yes, we are. So far, we're like almost to the end of season two. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's chugging along. Well, ha- it's a lot of fun. I'll have to check that out. And then obviously, yeah, obviously, Jock and Nerd. Make sure you guys look uh, look them up as well. I'll put all the information in the show notes. Imran, it's always a blast, man. And you always come back, and it happens to be music almost every time. So this was a lot of fun. And I'll put this playlist on Spotify as well after the episode airs, and everybody can rock out to these tunes with animals. But uh, thanks so much for being here, man. You know I appreciate it. I oh, appreciate you. Thanks for having me. A fun time as always. Absolutely, man. All right, guys, we will be back next week with another top five and another pee on the pot. Take care. Thank you for listening. 
Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.